All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't That's the fucking extra. You're listening uh, to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the uh, Nation Tyler. podcast, and delivered by DoorDash. Lucky it's your birthday. One hour of street hockey talk with Dan. This Red, is all Tyler, being recorded. Good. I'm glad it is. Everybody knows our intro off by heart already. I'm glad a, that was being recorded. There should so, be a mute button right here. So just so you guys know, this is Oilers Nation Radio episode 162. Bag Milk, Dan, Rick, and Tyler here to talk a little bit of hockey. It is 1.15 p.m. But where are we, though? We are in the new recording studio. I've Woo! got that actually on my list to talk about in a We're minute. Back. But first, Tyler told us that this podcast was going to start 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and then he had to do a bunch of updates on the roadcaster because we've got two roadcasters now. No, don't push that one. It's good news that we have two roadcasters. Oh, I, the side because I'd do updates. Now we're late. Yep. This is... Tyler just wants well. to spend more time with us because it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Tyler. Thank you. Happy birthday, Tyler. How old are we now? Me? Yeah. Or like us combined? Oh, just you. <laughs> 24. 24. Oh, Lord. Has anybody ever asked you how old everybody in the room is combined? <laughs> ever? That's that's the way I'm going to measure age now. Like, what is the collective? Hold on. I what is the mean in. age in this room? Yeah. Good episode, boys. Man, you're the youngest by far, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Because it's Dan's birthday right away. Uh, yeah, I'm old. But you're turning what, 33? 35. 35. So, yeah, I'm Thanks. the youngest by quite a margin. Mm. Mm. In this room. Well, even whether you measure it as the mean or the collective, Tyler is the yep. youngest here. All right. Explains my arrogance. It does. <sighs> Fucking Gen Z or whatever you are. Yep. Uh, okay. Are we doing a podcast today? No. Okay. Well, there's Nation Let's Radio turn. episode 162. We are here. We want to, first of all, say thank you our friends at Sherwood Ford for being a sponsor of this podcast, but they're moving on. Mm-hmm. 
to the pregame show, the giant pregame show with Tyler and Caroline. Giant, 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 so they giant. are moving on, and we giant. wish them well. Sherwood Ford, you made it through about, what, three years without giving me my fucking 1987 Ford Escort GT. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. But Let's we say, fare thee well, Sherwood Ford. If I ever need service, parts, whatever, I will come to see you. 100%. Yeah. I was just going to say, Bag Milk, it's, it's pretty neat that they were a part of this for as long as they were, and uh, we appreciate them for sure. But now we welcome in a new title sponsor. We got Oodle Noodle sitting in as the title sponsor. And instead of doing the giant question, Tyler, what are we now doing at the start of the podcast? We are doing the Oodle Noodle delicious debate. Delicious, delicious, delicious. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what do you got for us today for a Oodle Noodle delicious debate? Your Oodle Noodle delicious debate for the week is... What was your biggest takeaway from game one of the Oilers regular season? Hmm. Hmm. Who wants to start? I'm going to actually, you know what? You boys were at the game. I got to see it a different experience. So we're going to touch on your experience at Rogers place. First game back. My biggest takeaway of the game is that I am going to be full on in love with Zach Hyman by the time the season ends. Probably. Yep. The way he forechecks, the way he crashes in front of the net, bangs along the boards, all of it. I love all of it. I love the way the guy plays. And I, all I'm hoping is that fingers crossed his body can stay healthy because he plays a rough style, but man, I love to watch him play. So biggest takeaway. I already love you, Zach Hyman. Tyler, what about you? Uh, my biggest takeaway is that Mike Smith clearly didn't age very much over the offseason. Like I know again, those four a, months were it, taxing. It's one, one game, not trying to overreact too much, but he looked like the Mike Smith that we saw last year, and he played like the Mike Smith we saw last year. He was fiery. He was getting in people's faces. He was overreacting at times when he was bumped into, which I love. Always gives me a chuckle. Um, I like. I love when he gets like bumped on the pad and then acts like he gets shot. It's great. Um, but yeah, I thought Mike Smith was absolutely tremendous for the Oilers in that opener, and it gave me hope that he can be the same goalie we saw last year. Rick, what do you think? Biggest takeaway of game one. Well, if we're going to allow the uh, game one to be a bit of a, of a leader for us, I'm going to say that second Perry defenseman is not going to be as bad as the uh, internet w- wants to tell you it is. Which one? Uh, the or second both. pairing with CC and Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there'll be, they're not going to be great, but I don't think they're going to be horrible. I think it'll be right around the neutral and a little bit above it. And I think if we can get that out of them, we're in a hell of a bo- lot better space than we were last year. Dan? Yeah, for me, you guys hit on him. Zach Hyman looked like he was trying to... S- get some jersey sales going pretty early. Uh, Smith is just, you know, solid and and passionate and exactly what this team loves to have behind them. And, uh, yeah, I I agree with Rick, too. Like, like for me, with Keith, especially seeing his pinches every once in a while, it's just, he's just, he knows what he's doing. You don't, you're not kind of, you're not questioning things like I still find myself doing with a guy like Chris Russell, where his pinches are just perfect. Uh, But my biggest takeaway uh, was at the end of the game, and to me, it's, it's neat that this Edmonton Oilers team off the ice is listening to the fans. And the fact that they added La Bamba as our win song Fuck. was absolutely you magical. That, one, Tyler. that was that magical. Was, that was a magical yeah, yeah. time. You pushed Tyler. that button Good again, job, Tyler. Uh, playing La Bamba at the end of the game as a win song was really awesome. And I'm excited to hear it 41 more times this year, at least. Oh, perfect. You think they're going to go at home? Yeah, home, perfect yeah. at home. I'm going to fight you a little bit on the second pairing thing. I didn't think they were that good. <laughs> but did you think they were bad? I, I thought they were on the bad side of average. They were slightly below average. Like, but Keith were their were their analytics still not even better than what we were dealing with last year? 
Yeah, I think they're, yeah, actually their expected goals for was good, but I still just look at it and Keith got burned a couple of times. He's lucky Horvat didn't score on that breakaway because he was flat footed. Cody Cece's not very good with the puck on his stick. And I don't think Dave Tippett. You could put that pass on uh, Yamamoto pretty nice for the breakaway. CC did, yeah. yeah, but there was also a couple other times where he was. There's always going to be. There's yeah, always always going to be negatives. At the end of the day, they needed Evan Bouchard to play like 22 minutes, and I think that's a sign that Dave Tippett didn't trust his second pairing in the opener. I think Evan Bouchard is just naturally taking those minutes. He's not necessarily being fed them because the other lines aren't that great. I think he's naturally. I, that's it, that's his next step in in his career in his progression. Uh, I just don't think like if you read everything that you see on Twitter. That line is going to be or the, just the, the pairing is going to be terrible, and yeah. I don't think they're terrible. I think they're better than average, and if we can just get that out of them, I think I think we're okay. You think they were slightly better than average? I think they were slightly below average. That's all. And then now, analytical wise, said they were better. Correct? Yeah, it said they were good. Okay, that's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. They're I thought my eye I, test. I thought they looked good. I know there's always going to be mistakes out there. You can't get away from that type of stuff, but I think in uh, overall, I thought I Keith. Were, I thought Keith looked really slow too. That was a wee I, bit concerning for me. I think that the four of us being in the same room makes us all nicer <laughs> to each other. You guys are not fighting enough, but um, it's going to happen for sure. Well, it's only, yeah, we've that, only got one game to base. I think that right if, now, so I can't be too. But I think if you look at the the game in like three stages, right? The first period was kind of uh, it was still rough looking. It wasn't it wasn't refined. Second period, they really came into their own, and then the third period. We saw a lapse in in that killer instinct that they just have not been able to find since like 2017. Um, so for me, yeah, I, I I hear what you guys are saying. I, I don't think I think CC was probably a little bit rougher than Keith was for me, uh, but but you'd expect that. I, I count on yeah, I count on those two guys to just be the old man kind of you know confident defensive pairing not necessarily blowing the doors off anybody or Ethan Bear leading the But uh, I can see Carolina Bouchard being that way. spot. Yeah, I was going to say Bouchard's going to flip with CC right away. I yeah. And I think that's kind of what they expected the whole time. That's what they've been betting on for sure. Which I still get bummed out that it's a 4-year contract for the guy. Yeah. Like that that type of player that's a 1-2 year maybe if it's like Max. really really nice to you or CC maybe a 3 for some re- reason but uh so the f- I don't like the contract. But the player itself that night, I don't think he was that bad. What I, I would say is that Bouchard that, takes a spot right that away. Con- yeah, I agree. Bouchard's going to flip with CCU right away anyway. Uh, that contract, though, you could tell that, at least in my opinion, that CC's agent had Holland's number oh, yeah. in that they just lost Adam Larson, needed to fill that hole, didn't have an internal option. They're like, I just well, don't see do? how four years, like there had to be someone get- else out there for. Oh, I a agree. A little bit less I than him on your, you. on your rankings or whatever. If four years will always confuse me. Yeah. And the other thing, too, about the minutes, like I, I said, I don't think Tippett trusted them very much. Just looking at how little Keith and CC played in that game, like you can't have Darnell Nurse playing that many minutes. Yeah, 32 times. minutes for Darnell that, that Nurse on fair. night that one. I get that you're much. paying him a bunch of money starting next year to be that number one D-man workhorse, but like you, you got to pay him a little bit early in the year. If it's the second half of the season, you're fighting for a division title or fighting for a playoff spot potentially, like you can't be... That's when you can roll out. But were Nurse's numbers up because he wasn't playing the second pairing as much, or Nurse's numbers up because the third left-handed defenseman didn't get a lot of ice time himself? Well, yeah, maybe that is even part of it. But like, fuck, then don't play Russell. Play Cuckoo. Like, just well, do something. Like, I do. Nurse needs to play like six less minutes. Than I he did. did see on the internet. Uh, it looks Twitter like Cuckoo's, that in, Cuckoo's tomorrow. in tomorrow. Nice. I like Cuckoo. I was surprised he didn't play game one. So, looking at the defense, we're going to look at the numbers uh, again. Darnell Nurse played thirty-two and a half minutes. Way too many. Tyson Berry played 23. 
Evan Bouchard was next then at 22. Chris Russell was the low man at 1246. And then Keith and CeCe had 15 or 16 and 15 respectively. And well, and also Keith had to remove his visor from his forehead at one point in the game as well. So there may be a factor there too. Let's talk about that because I was texting with David Quadrelli, who's the editor in chief of the nation network and editor at Canucks army and Canucks fans were fired up about Tyler Myers, absolutely leveling Duncan Keith. I didn't remember the thing from like Daniel City yeah, from 10 years ago. I had, I like, once he showed me the clip, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that, but not really. But it's just fun, fun to me. Like, sports grudges are real. And even though Keith changed teams, and that was a decade past since, and they still loved it. Well, and they were booing him loudly in the preseason game. So, yeah, it's. But I guess it's that's something they've been doing forever. I mean, Chicago, Chicago yeah. and, and Vancouver had a pretty good rivalry at their sure. early 2000. Tens or whatever. It wasn't much of a rivalry. Hi, oh, take that quads. <laughs> but man, that <laughs> hit, that hit was, I think, the biggest hit I've seen in person ever. How was that not fucking boarding? That was, my question was going to be charging. Yeah, I thought charging. Like, I know, obviously, I was there. You don't get a lot of replays. I might have had a beer or two by then, so I really wasn't. Uh, what was your BPP? Your beers per period? Oh, I keep it at two. Two beers per period for yeah. the whole game. So you, you're putting back six in the game. Yeah, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think I got about. Yeah, well, we got to overtime in this one, so there's the the can was still there. It's okay. on. Yeah, I just looked at it. It's like it takes. How like is two that strides. not boarding? So if you so it's, since this is a podcast, Duncan Keith gets leveled at about the goal line. But he's coming in from like the blue line, is no, he not? He, well, he does, but he he doesn't really push his strides. If you watch the video back, uh, he doesn't really start pushing until about halfway up, and then it's, but like it's still, two strides, two good strides. If I'm not mistaken, it's three strides, and then. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's three strides but we can look at the review so here. we've got the review coming it's going around one the corner two Keith. three uh, i think it's it's boarding it's it, boarding i charging is whatever but like it's it, there's a penalty there somewhere i it's think there's a, a penalty hand. there yes i didn't think so how is that not boarding dan i think it's just a i just think it's one of those like uh, if we're going to do that then we're not we're heading towards the then ball we're ball. not going to have guys no, get boarded correct if zach if zach how, Cass, how far away from the boards is he he's four feet he's at least four line he's touching yeah but that's still four feet though i i tend to agree with Tyler, that that could at least be boarding, like a two-minute minor for boarding. The fact that the Oilers came down a man out of this because Sevier jumped in to try and do the right thing as a teammate, like, I thought that was a little bit... I thought that was bullshit. Yeah. This is, is like, picking away hit, but isn't boarding more of, like, a hit from behind? That's where traditionally... Got uh, suspended for boarding. Yeah, but he caught the the kid on his knees and drove him in from behind his, like, shoulder. I haven't Someone, seen the Gabriel Landeskog hit. Is it, oh, is it horrible? Check on no, hockey it's, fight social media. It's a bang-bang one because I think Kirby kind of goes to his knees. like, And so they keep showing it in, in slow-mo, and I think that's the it's, worst thing you can yeah, absolutely do. In slow-mo, in yeah. slow-mo it's terrible. Um, you play it at average speed. Yeah, but it, the, this is a – yeah, I don't know. So he's, he saw it. He could have seen his knee. He turned after that's also the guy's boarding. knees on the ground. That, that was that's a dirty That I'm calling boarding. That's boarding. But the other, the other one, the, the Keith one, I'm calling I'm calling charging it's, on that one. I just think it's a body check, and then oh, Keith carries into the boards. Jesus. Watch watch Doc he go folds. into the boards. Like he folds up. When that's, people say you fold, yeah. That was such it. an unnecessary hit. Like the guy's on his knee the whole time. There's That wasn't even like a, he dropped his yeah. knee at the last second. Landis got Cog, time to let up. Landis Cog turns while well, Doc is on his I wanted to see it from full, full... Yeah, and it's harder to say when it's slowed down. Oh, it's but so you played it fast there, motion. yeah. Yeah, because in slow motion, it looks terrible. Well, that's because you got to. But you can't react to everything fold. in slow motion. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that's just the it's NHL weird. now, isn't it? Though, like but everybody reacts to everything frame by frame. As if this game doesn't yeah, go two thousand miles every, an hour. That's every sport, yeah. though. That's every sport. Now that we have uh, all the cameras and the replays mm-hmm. and all this stuff oh, available that's to so us, so bad. 
if you're watching this, go find the full length video. Watch how long Doc's on his knees for one, two. Oh, he does. Like he's on his three he's seconds. Sliding on his right knee, almost and from the blue line to the center line. And Landis Cock has him in his yeah. sights the entire time. Yeah, that's a nasty hit. Yeah, that's that's that was definitely suspension. I have no problems with that. Yeah. Uh, back to the Oilers game. The three of you guys were at the game. Uh, I just want to get your takes on what it was like to be back at Rogers Place. But first, I want to shout out DoorDash. It's Friday, Friday afternoon. You don't want to cook. You can't cook. Or maybe you can and you're feeling lazy. It's Tyler's birthday. You're not cooking today, are you? No. No, you're probably going to order some from DoorDash. Treat exactly. yourself. I'm getting pizza from DoorDash. Double pizza for you today. Double pizza day for me, yes. Good for wow. you. We're going to talk about Buster's Pizza's pizza in a second here because we had it and it was delicious. But yeah, DoorDash, if you are signing up, Oilers Nation Radio. ON Radio DD will get you 25% off your first order and free delivery. Did you hear me? And 25% off your first order and free delivery. Keep ON using Radio DoorDash because eventually they start sending you discounts. Like all, every oh, now yeah. and then they'll be like, hey, 50% off your next order. I was like, why thank you, DoorDash. I'll keep using you now. Maybe and you're feeling noodles. Maybe you're feeling noodles, mm -hmm. Tyler. Maybe the delicious debate inspired you to get some oodle noodle. The delicious debate inspired you to get some butter chicken delicious and delicious. some spring rolls and some green onion cakes and maybe a hot box with hot shrimp. Box. That's my go-to. You can use the promo code OODLE2021 and get $7 off an order of $30 or more. And you can use that baby 10 times. That's $70 worth of savings, friends. Feed the temple. It's good for you. All right, I want to go back to Roger's place from the season opener. I want to start when you got there. I want to walk, talk about the process of getting in. I want to talk about the intros. I want to talk about all of it. Dan, I'm going to start with you. You went to the game on Wednesday. What was it like just getting in? Was it weird? Was it odd? Yeah. Break it down. It's very weird. Um, it's I got it. I got there a little bit early. I got a little bit before 7, before the doors opened. So I uh, came in through the ice district, the new the new ice plaza there where they have the little, uh, they'll have a little rink there. They've got light standards set up and a fireplace and it looks pretty now. Right behind uh, Bob and Doug. Yeah, right in, oh. front, of, right in front of the Ford Hall entryway, uh, the giant It's always my there. exit. I don't think I've ever walked in that no, way. No, yeah. It's the, it's the way I usually go in, but uh, in that pedestrian portal in that big uh, Ford Hall area, everybody was queued up into uh, big lines behind the vaccination Status check. What was the uh, what was the process like of getting through and showing your vaccine? So was just it, a big line. Yeah, and you you go up to the front, and there's a security guard for each lineup, and they're checking to make sure you had your vaccination status, and then your ID in the other hand to make sure it was still you. And uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty smooth, all things considered. A lot of people trying to get through at the same time. A lot of people with questions and comments and and issues themselves. So yeah, it was nice. You've to been to a couple other places too, right, right? So you just came back from Vegas. I did. Um, you've been to a couple other places where you have to go through the same process. How was it there? Cause I know for me, I've been to whatever three preseason and now this one, um, it's been super quick. Uh, I've had no, no, no issues, no complaints. Uh, I think it's been, yeah, I don't think you can ask for much more of what they did. Yeah. So in Vegas, there is no vaccine mandate as of yet. It's all only masks. So they were very, very stringent about, monitoring masks though. So they had, I, I was saying before the podcast, I believe that they had hired some extra staff to have people sitting in the aisles and checking to make sure that everyone had their masks on. We just didn't have that in Edmonton. They seemed to so be. I wonder about how that works. Like you put your, your beer down and then immediately got to pull the mask up or something. Hey, 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 hey. It's pretty it's much supposed, what they were it's doing. It's supposed to be what it is. So you're supposed to only have a mask off when you're actively drinking or eating, I guess. But uh, that just didn't seem to be the case. I hope that they're going to work on it and, you know, we just have to keep giving them that feedback and, and they'll keep working on it. But Rick, you were saying down in the lower bowl, you were having a little bit, a little bit different experience though. Yeah. So I think it's, um, oh, and I don't know how to even 
take a side of this without angering people, but um, <laughs> it's just it's make them angry. It's just an insight. look. You're double vaxxed to get in, right? There, yeah. So it's double vaxxed to get in there. I get why you do the masks. I get it. Um, the actively drinking part, actively eating part. I think that's a little bit. I just be carrying around. Excessive. I just nation vacation rules. You just always got a drinking hand. Well, I, yeah. I, you need to get a really long straw so you don't have to keep it up to your mouth. Like you can just honestly it's just in your little hip pocket there and a That'd straw nice. right to your mouth. You're laughing. Um, yeah, I guess there's a little bit more you could do. I don't know exactly how you're supposed to um, police it. Uh, I obviously come from a place where on a much smaller side of things, that's kind of we had to do pretty much the same thing. It's really difficult, man. It's it's really difficult. Agreed. I think they they've done a I think they've done a good great job with how to get in. I I don't know where I stand on my own opinion when it comes to having to wear a mask inside after all this, but that is besides the point. Um, yeah, I just I I don't see how you can. Uh, I, they're not perfect. No one's perfect, but nothing's ever going to be perfect. You got to be double vaxxed to get in there. That's yeah, man. It's it is what it is. It's I'm not gonna I. I would never want to sit there and, and pull shade on it because we're not the ones who have to police it or have to do the policing. Therefore, we're, what we're doing is putting shade on the ones that are policing it and having to, and it, it's a terrible, terrible job. So from my lady that works our section, um, she was on us the first day, like actively drinking. She's reaching down the aisle, pointing at people. Um, I think after that, it's if you were sitting down, you're pretty much okay. Uh, she wanted to see it like on you. On your, you know, whether it be around your ears, around your chin, or whatever, um, yeah, I, I don't know how much more you can actually do. Well, that brings me to this one-star review that says, "Stop pretending you are experts in virology." Mm-hmm. From wildly fast Will Seven, in this poorly worded review, it says, "You barely know anything about hockey. Mm-hmm. Stop pretending to know what is best for capital E everyone else. If you research it, you will find that natural immunity, blah blah blah." And that's where I'm going to mm-hmm. stop. If you yep. research it, uh, wild, wildly fast, will if you could send me some screenshots of what you'd be researching, I would love to see what's going on in your computer. Don't man. send them to me; the I don't pure, care. The pure-based <laughs> reviews that you've been reading. I would love to see what kind of medical research you are reading over and, there, and, and send them to Tyler at OilersNation.com. Doctor J. Archibald. Please, God, I know I missed that debate Easy. that you guys had while I was gone, and and I, but I appreciate. <laughs> you guys trying you know and and i think that that's that that's one of the things that people have to remember is that everybody's just trying to navigate this stuff no i'm an expert and you listen you listen to rick try to be as you know as as diplomatic as, I- diplomatic as you can be and i get it but at the end of the day you, Dan, know, you, you haven't just, done your research you just, exactly i haven't done my research i'm not a scientist as much as i like to pretend to be online um but i just think that i think that it's good for us to keep having these conversations and like Rick said, vaccinated. give them a chance, give the, give the staff, give the, the team a chance to figure it out and just give them the feedback that you can. And in the interim, get vaccinated. We'll move on to this five-star review. It just says, let's go Oilers. This one's from Bam Bam McDaddy 9797. How's that for a username? Oh, that's definitely Tyler's did he do backup his research, account. Though? Or Tyler's backup he account. did do his research because the review says, I tune in to Real Life and Oilers Nation Radio every week while I work. Keep up the good work, boys. I enjoy every minute of it. Cup mm-hmm. run 2022. Let's get it. Let's get it indeed. All right. Back to the Rogers place experience from the opener. Uh, what was the vibe like at the game? Was it, was it, I was expecting a playoff game type of atmosphere because nobody had been there for 581 days. We keep hearing for me on TV. I couldn't really hear it come through. Admittedly, I was doing my thing on the website and on social. So I didn't, wasn't really paying attention necessarily, but what was it like being actually at the arena? I thought the crowd was good. 
Yeah, you know what? I, like I said, I've been to the three preseasons. There was always a little bit more uh, energy in everybody than there was previous, but maybe that's because it's kind of forgotten over the last uh, two years or whatever. Um, there was an obvious downfall with uh, with with their, with the way that the night went, but once the game started and, and things started going our way, I thought uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Dan. Well, it felt like we had to get into it a little bit myself. Uh, you know, Jesse scored the goal, and it was it was loudish. But when Hyman scored, the crowd was going nuts. And then, of course, in the shootout, you could just feel the building. I don't think I've ever heard us boo the boo the opposing shooters as much as we did. You don't yeah. sit close enough, which to was me, awesome. Though. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Rick got that one started, but there was a little bit of like fans trying to start. Let's go Euler chance that just weren't happening at the start that started to happen towards the that's, end. You know what? That's and a part, lot of Demco chance. That's part of the people. That's part of the people that go to the game. For some reason, I feel like we want to sit on our hands a bit. Nobody likes to. Yeah, just um, get involved. Yeah, it's kind of like I everyone's like, you're, almost awesome. like your dad, right? It's like dad's not going to say anything much. But, you know, the younger guy has, quote unquote, the younger guys over here. Um, Tyler, no is your dad cheering at the game on Wednesday? Uh, well, you know my dad, right? Rarely ever stands up for goals. I was going to say, does he stand for a goal? Rarely. Rarely? But he stood for all of them at, at the last one. Oh, you can tell. 581 days well, they, have been built up. And they were all really good up. goals, mm. too. Like, it wasn't... There was not a... There was not a yeah. And he stood up in the last shootout attempt, too. Usually he doesn't. He just sits and watches the screen. So. Yeah, so, like, from my, my section, we I'm like, okay, guys, I don't know. If, are we standing for this shootout? Are we standing? Okay, we're going to... So we stood... I was like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of this sitting down and be quiet and stuff. We're at a sporting event. I watch these soccer things where they go nuts the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. You watch college football where these guys are going apeshit the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. I want that. So I'm yeah. going to bring it. I'm going to do whatever I can to try and uh, bring that uh, that experience just so I can say at the end of the day, I, I enjoyed it. Maybe that's why I thought they're all cheering a lot louder because I was yelling so loud. I couldn't really hear what everyone else was saying. That's fair. Tyler, what was your take on the on the atmosphere? Like we talked about it a little bit yesterday on Real Life with Wanye, but your take, please. Yeah, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was playoff like, but I thought it was just a notch below playoff like. Like I don't know, my section was loud. There was a lot going on. Um, I thought the crowd was great, and you know the building obviously wasn't a sellout or anything like that. But I thought the crowd close? was really good. Uh no, no. Nah, Depends sec- what close is. Like they're yeah. They, what would you I guess? Heard, like, let's saw, just saw, ballpark. Fifteen thousand. 15, 15 to 16, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I thought there couple, was like 2,000, 2,500 seats that weren't taken. It's, it's just the, the group. Right I think it's the group sales area that just has pockets of seats that just are Which available. I don't get. Like, remember back in the day when they used to do the Molson game day half yeah. price tickets? Like, yeah. just do that. And I know we were talking about this off the air, and Rick said it'd piss off season ticket holders. And I get that they need to be mindful of that. But, like, Man, I'd, I'd rather be sitting there with eighteen thousand cheering, and I if a guy oh. if a guy in the second deck got his ticket for forty bucks instead of eighty, I'm not going to be like fuck. They should no, just I'm fine what, with it. What they should do is they should band together with all the downtown bars and run a raffle or a lottery where if you come into a bar, you get a a lottery ball number, and then it just comes up and you got tickets for forty bucks at in the last minute, the 10, 10 minutes yeah, before the like, game yeah, starts. They do not like working bucks. with other companies not named OEG. I know. But yeah, that, that, that'd be another great idea. Like a little birdie once told me that a bar has to pay a sizable amount of money if they want to do Oilers thingy things. Yeah, oh, it's very sizable. <laughs> but right, like, I mean, team up with whatever bar and do a thing where it's like, hey, the pre-party tonight is here. And guess what? An hour before the game, we're going to give... 40 people tickets. So I don't know up. why they just don't do that in Fort Hall, at least. I mean, yeah. obviously, they don't want to give money to anybody else sure. or whatever, pump anyone else's tires. Fine. You have a bar right there. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember if it was full or not. Um, it was closed. Did you guys admire the Derrick, at least? It was the closed, Derek. yeah. yeah. But you Derek can't, you can't walk through the Derrick because the other end of the Derrick, you're in like the bar thing of yeah. Fort Hall, and it's closed. Like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand what the point is right There's now. The yeah. team store was closed upstairs as well. 
upstairs. I think they're redoing it. Because it says Ice District Authentics coming soon. I think that that's going to be a store outside and outside of Fort Hall, out in the Ice District. Well, they had that, but I think they're also my my suspicion when I see that like. At Jays games, they have Blue Jays Authentics, and it's like game-worn gear and stuff. I think they're going to do a locker room sale every game kind of thing. Oh, that's And just have like a permanent locker room sale. I wonder why, like, we're sitting today, we're in the in the new studio. The first time the four of us have been in the room together in a while to record a podcast. I wonder, like, just down the road from us is the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Why couldn't they just give a bunch of... They're like, we have 2,000 empty seats tonight. Boys Go to a club, charity. Here's a hundred tickets to the Boys and Girls Club or something like that. Can they to do a, that to anybody? To anybody? Whether it be like frontline workers or so, like yeah, yeah, anybody, yeah. anything. Just like I'm okay paying the money that I paid. Fill the rest of the seats so the place is bumping. Well, you I think, too, like yeah. if you go to an Oilers game, it's it costs a lot of money to go to a game now. And there's a lot of people that aren't able to go because they just can't afford to go. And if they're going to have 2,000 empty seats, I just, why can't they? give them out to some people that, you know, frontline workers who haven't had a chance to go or charities or something like that. You'll at least make money on concession sales yeah, and probably uh, like uh, jerseys and hats and such. Yeah. Or you'll, you'll buy a $38 Bobby Nix fries are extra. Always. You make some money. Your prices didn't go up though. Oh no. I thought I it, like I, yeah, I'm kind of used to, to, to the prices. So yeah. I, One thing I'm I want okay to ask you guys now. about is I saw some complaints about the pregame show. Specifically, Gregor was tweeting about how Which lame one? the pregame show was uh, for the season opener. Terrible. Uh, so I just want to get your take because I didn't see it on TV. I have no idea what happened. It was, I just, terrible. It was underwhelming. That's there all. was there was a ton of audio issues throughout the game with the game presentation. Yeah. I think that they. I hope that they'll have that figured out. I also don't think that what they did for the opener was necessary or is necessarily planned for the rest of the games because it did open with Tony Brar. Did you see that on TV? No, I didn't see any of it. So yeah, it opened up with Tony Brar kind of speaking to the fans and and running through a script talking about Joey and and Muckler a little bit and and just kind of introducing fans back and then it kicked to a video that I I you know I, like here's just say it, here's it was me terrible it's just it's just not it's not <laughs> what I it's not what I come to expect from the Oilers when it comes to the to, when it comes to their hype up videos I love their hype videos yeah. I have I have playlists with the music from their hype videos that I still listen to to this day so I I it just didn't work for me um but yeah, like I said, the main thing for me was just the audio. It was just quiet in there, and it's already quiet in there. Uh, um, Tyler, I want to get your take. This was Jason's tweet that kind of kicked some things off on on Twitter on Wednesday night. He just says, "No fans in the building for 19 months, and that was the Oilers' pregame intro." Fail. Yeah, I, ju- I was just underwhelmed. Like the thing with Tony. Like, granted, Tony did a good job. He's a pro and all that good stuff. But like, you know, tone that part with Tony could have been a minute. And then you could have gotten into a cool video or like, you know, why? How about this? Like, I get it. Again, the monologue was well written and all that. It was well done by Tony. Do it all from memory. He's insane. I could never do that. But like, why not get like Connor McDavid to voice that? You why know? not get a guy who got stolen from us in Josh T Park to make a fucking intro video that could absolutely smash on that big well, screen? Right. Like it was just too much of like, here's what happened over the last 500 days. And it's, it's like, like yeah, yeah, we know we lived we, it. Yeah. We all fucking know. Like <laughs> get me hyped up for being here. I don't want to be sad thinking about how terrible the pandemic is. Hey, do you remember is. that whole year you did nothing? <laughs> we remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. All right. We were not going to dwell on it, but room for improvement. Fair to say. 100%. Huge. All right. 
I want to give a shout out to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. For 90 years and four generations, our friends at Cornerstone have been an employee and family-owned business right here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. If you go to cornerstoneins.ca, on the left-hand side of the screen, you will see a button that says Citizens of the Nation. There, you will get a discount on the auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever products you need. Go to cornerstoneins.ca, cornerstoneins.ca. Uh, looking at a couple of lineup notes, we got our first Battle of Alberta of the years coming up tomorrow. Looks like Zach Cassian is back in. Dave Tippett said yesterday, which is Thursday, that he expects Cassian to play tomorrow. Cass was in good spirits today after the morning skate. I just want to ask you guys quickly, surprised? Dan? Yeah, yes. Uh just because there's so many question marks when you get uh, when you get that size of a mouse on your forehead, uh, that uh, not that I've ever seen it actually, but I just heard tell of it, I guess, from the bench. But yeah, so for me, it was it was surprising when it comes to head stuff that he's back this soon. But at the same time, excited to be in the building with fans again. He got the loudest ovation of any of the healthy scratches or the scratches. Yeah, crowd reacted to him more than they did uh, William Lagason. <laughs> You're fucking salty today. I like it. Dude, they, and they, and they, <laughs> funny, they William Lagason the getting players. some shrapnel. They announced the dressed players. <laughs> Ends on Connor, obviously. And then instead of going from that to like the game, because everyone's jacked up, they go from that oh, yeah. to, oh, oh yeah. here are the guys on the bench now. These Why? guys walk the bench. They well, do that every that's time. So that's back, so backwards. backwards. You start on the bench, you end up with the fucking best players. It's, but most it's teams simple. do it that way, though. I, no, I, 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 I don't, don't care if most do. teams do it. It's dumb. dumb I don't like player intros for season openers in general. You yeah, could have like done something. Show man. me a graphic on the board. Let's yeah. go. Here's your Oilers lineup. Find yeah, the fucking I, base switch for that building. I just missed the giant bridge. Well, yeah, like the the, no Walterdale Bridge. What are we even doing here? I, I drove over it today. It was lovely. If you're going to bring really? the damn oil derrick in there, use it. Put it on the ice. Yeah. Um, it's uh, got to be a liability at this point. Though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The bolts are not holding. They're just like, we should we should put that thing on the ice, and then someone chimes in. Someone can get in there and fix some of these. Someone chimes in at OEG, and they're like, hey, remember that time that Horkov saved that girl from dying from the fucking. I'm just saying, okay, here's my idea for the Derek. You bring it in, you don't even use it. You just hang it over the visitor's bench, and you slowly lower it down at a pace that's enough that the players will start to notice it in like the second period and be like, guys, like a cage match. That day, yeah, is that yeah, yeah. Like thing getting match. closer to even our bench? Better, you you just it, leave it teetering. Yeah, like you have it preset, so it'll start however many feet up, and then every once in a while it just drops like one of those like oh, yeah, just a sharp things. drop, like boom, and then it stops. And it starts yeah, to like, shudder and <laughs> shake, and the entire building is like. Oh. See, I, hate those, I hate those rights. I don't want to even talk about those. If we were executives for the Dansbury Trashers, we would probably have our way in, <laughs> and in we dropping the Derek a few feet above the opposition bench. Hell yeah. Uh, just real quick, I want to go back to the Duncan Key thing for a sec. Did you like Colton Sevier jumping in? Yes. Gregor, I'm looking at Gregor's Twitter. He said that was a clean hit. I still think it was a uh, charge or boarding. What do you guys think of Colton Sevier jumping in? Dan, I'll start with you because you're the hockey fights guy. I mean, I can't blame anybody that sees one of their friends, one of their teammates How go do down and crumple. They could hate each other. Crumpled heap. Well, I assume they're friends because he fought Tyler. Mm-hmm. If they weren't, he probably wouldn't have. Just doing his but job. I, I, it's hard for me to get into a mindset of Colton Sevier and say, yeah, you shouldn't have fought there because he watched that happen. And, you know, he may have even watched Duncan Keith remove the visor from his forehead and see a little bit of blood trickling down. So, yeah, it's just, a, I think, a guttural reaction to go ahead and grab the guy that just mucked your guy. I think the Oilers need more of that where they stand up for each other. There's there's a handful of guys. Like, you know Daryl's always going to get in the mix if there's something going on. But, like, I'd like to see more guys sticking up for their teammates after somebody gets blown up like that. And that's that. a great point, too, because it's, you're not expecting – you don't have to be like, Darnell, 
Zach, who's going to respond? It's just whoever's right there, grab him and try and do something. Remember on Real Life when John Scott was like, who on the Oilers is going to fight? And I was like, well, they got Colton Sevier, and he laughed at me. And I was like, Colton Sevier is not going to fight. Yeah, take that, John Scott. Take Top that, five John offense Scott. coming one at game, you. game, one fight. Yeah, he's on pace for 82, John Scott. How many times did you fight 82 times in a season? Never happened as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, the other guy I want to talk about is the one who scored the first goal of the season for the Edmonton Oilers. Just my question about Jesse Pooley-Arvey is, can you remember, we've all been lifelong Oilers fans, can you remember a turnaround in public opinion on a player like we've seen from him? Because I'll admit, this podcast probably real life when he left for Finland, I remember there was a clip a little while ago that was me saying calling him a piss baby for going back to Finland. Uh, that one was going around a little bit. Have oh. you ever seen a player do the about face like this? No. One guy. One guy. But there was time in between. There was way more time Is in between. Is it Mike Comrie? Yeah. It's Mike Comrie. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one that really. Yep. And eventually when Chris Pronger's the next GM, it'll be the same thing. But well, I, su- um, po- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I suppose Cass- Cassian kind of did it. He was never liked at first. Yeah. But he was really, yeah. really, really, really hated. After the Sam Connie thing. Yeah, the yeah, the T-ball incident. Um, yeah, no, it's it's insane. And like I, you were laughing at clips of you. I'm sure people could go dig up clips of me saying trade him for a second round pick. <laughs> like I was, I was saying that all the fucking time, man. I was just done with it. I was like, he's an, he's a he's an expired asset. He's a bust. And holy shit, he's definitely not that. No, too soon, too soon. Unbelievable. Yeah, Rick, do you feel vindicated because you've been on Team Jesse the entire time? I. Do and then Twitter kind of upsets me because everyone's out there like pumping his tires and stuff. And I was like, well, I know damn well you guys were throwing nails at his tires years ago, but I I, I don't get too much of the argument. I put my phone down and you know count backwards from ten. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I did do. I always thought that there was something there. Um, it was a bad start. You know, the 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 hip thing was uh, obviously a big part of that year, and I figured that you know he needed to go home. Um, figure out his game, find the love for the game again. And I will always credit uh, the two guys running the show right now, Holland and Tippett, for going over mm-hmm. there. Because I always said, coach and GM, go over there, show him the love, show him that he fits in, and he'll come on back. When you smile that big, you frown that big, dude smiles big, Aww. he was really upset. They showed him the that love. That was real nice. It's, you know, it's a, we're in a new generation. you got to show those players the love. They went out there, they did that, and now they're there, it's paying off, and he's about to get a Big big contract this summer. You think he's getting a big big contract this summer? I'm gonna go eight years. If you if lo- you think five. they're gonna lock him up? Yeah. Last week we talked about him potential. Well, your prediction, Tyler, went from thirty goals to thirty five goals for Jesse mm-hmm. Pugliarvi. You don't think that would get him a big big contract? Probably would. I wonder what an eight year deal looks like. But it also keeps it also that. keeps his AAV down too, right? And that's obviously been a thing we've seen a lot this year, where he's been given out an extra year. Or unless two you're a defenseman. Keep, yeah, unless your name's Cece, yeah. Uh, to keep the AAV down. Yeah, I wonder, like, how much... So if it's an eight-year deal, what do you think Pugliarvi's ask would be? Five, five and a half? If he asked yeah, five and a half for eight, you'd do it. Yeah, I think you'd... You'd yeah, do it. You I'd like it closer to five. I'd love for it to start with a four, but I don't think... That's fine. Yeah, yeah if he starts at five and a half, you can come in and, hey, listen, let's just do eight times five. Um, we don't need a calculator here. Just throw some zeros at the end of that 40. All done. Let's go. I'd like to see it. Fuck if you, you have you're an idea. You're killing it with the little one-liners here. Like the, when you smile right? big, you frown big, and then throw right? some zeros I've been at the using, end of that I've 40. been using that smile big, frown big for a long time. <laughs> Actually, I think I dropped it on, on Wanye first, like two years ago, and he loved it. I kept that in my back pocket for a while now. I like that. Rick's on fire it. today. Back in the studio, and he's, he's I can vibing. see the sun Rick. out here. I can see the boys here. I'm excited. When Rick's not here recording podcasts, he's writing lines for Hallmark lately. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Jesse Pugliarvi, if you have a idea on what a long-term extension would look for look like for him, or just a guess, hit us up, Owen Radio Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. We will read those. I promise you. Got it? Got it. All right. We're going to move on to Ask the Idiots here. But first, Buster's Pizza. We were lucky enough to get Buster's Pizza delivered to us and before Donaire. the podcast started. So some of the boys had pizza. Some of the boys had Donaire's. Donaire. I'm just going to go with the Donaire crew first. A formal review, please. Uh, so this is not on Buster's. This would probably be on the server. But when I was asked what my order was going to be, I asked for a jumbo. Mm. Oof. Definitely wasn't a jumbo. But the donair itself from Buster's, very, very good. I like the sauce. Meat was really nice, uh, spiced. Uh, red onions instead of white onions like, oh. nor- like, uh, like normally. And I get no lettuce. So I really enjoyed this one. Uh, let me just say, when you say server, you mean sales guy Jared. Who yeah, sales guy Jared. The order, yeah, yeah, well, he was, yeah, he was serving us this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sales guy Buster's Jared. held up their end of the bargain. Yeah, 100%. they did Buster's what they wanted. Job. They did. Just uh, when I gave my order, it's not exactly what I asked for. Dan, Donaire review. Well, it's always a gamble when you buy a Donaire and it's being delivered to you. you yeah, don't they know, don't necessarily travel yeah, well. Yeah, you don't know the time constraints there, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I will give Jared a little bit of props on the fact that he got it to us safely. You rushed it? Uh, the sauce was delicious and there was plenty of it, which I like. I like a good saucy Donaire. And uh, yeah, I also I had lettuce on mine. I didn't have cheese on mine, unlike Rick. And uh, mm. it was delicious. And it was so, wrapped well, too. I had one earlier this week. It was wrapped very, very... Haphazardly. Oh, it was terrible. Sloppy. So yeah, this one, I really... Yes. I took a... Yeah, no, this is wrapped really well, too. How about you guys and your pizza boys? I had Hawaiian pizza. I just it had was a delicious. straight-up pepperoni pizza, and it was delicious. Wanya and I shared. It was very, very, very nice. Yeah. Liam and I shared a Hawaiian. It was great. It was delicious. I was kind of hoping we were going to see you eat a donair. Oh, no, Don't no. you eat them like a taco? He did. I, he yeah, yeah, you were saying it was folded nice. I would have unfolded mine and eaten it with a fork and knife. He oh, breaks it in half. You don't want like to eat it. He doesn't want the carbs from the from the wrap. Break I, it in I, half. I guess. Suck out the meat, and then <laughs> throw away the lettuce. Yeah, I think that's. Did you save that? Tyler's gonna push a button. <laughs> Is that saved? <laughs> a little rim shot there. One more. All right. Buster's Pizza and Donaire. Thank you. Buster's Thank you. Pizza and Donaire. That was delicious. Yeah. Hit. Give them a, an applause. Yeah. Busterspizza.ca, 11 locations in and around the city. Get yourself a doner or pizza, whatever you want. It was it was great. I fed the temple today. I did. Tyler's getting Buster's, do, uh, Buster's Pizza twice today because he's doing a two-pizza day. I love pizza. For his birthday. Gentlemen, is Ask the Idiots, but before we get there, our friends at Buster's have a $50 gift card to give away. How do you get it? Well, I'll tell you. You need to submit a question for Ask the Idiots using the hashtag AskTheIdiots, spelled just like that. All one word, though. That's how hashtags work. Ask the Idiots. Submit a question for next week's show. We will randomly pick somebody to win a $50 GC from our friends at BustersPizza.ca. Go check out the menu. Assume you've won. But only send them to Bag Milk. Yeah, you can send them to me or the boys have promised. Honor system. Scouts honors. We are not going to review the podcast because if you don't know this feature, I am just asking them questions blindly and they will give me their first thoughts on how this works. So I'm going to start with Tyler because he is to my left at the new recording studio. Mm. We should name this thing. Just the recording studio sucks. We should sell it. Like a name bar. Yeah. Yeah. Max podcast studio. The McDavid podcast studio. We are in here for the first time. First question, Tyler, I'm coming to you first. Who made the best first impression? Made the best first impression. Like out of the new players or out of anyone? Uh, I'm going to say new players. Let's say new players. Uh, Hyman. I think um, we spent a lot of the offseason worrying about Keith and CeCe and the goaltending and the depth and all that. And we didn't really like hone in and focus on like 
Zach Hyman's not a complimentary piece. He's a driver. And in game one, he looked like a guy who could drive your second line. And that's really impressive and really good for this team. So Hyman impressed. Rick? Well, you know what? I'm just going to go with uh, the easy one here is Warren Fogle. Um, I think he did exactly what we kind of want out of him. Uh, he's going to be a bit of a, a bulldog, chase the pucks in the corners, really kind of do that stuff. He's not going to put up a lot of offense, which is going to be a bit of a, a thorn in some people's sides, but it is what it is. He's going to go out there and do a lot of blue-collar things, so I, I'll go with Warren Fogle. I'm gonna, I thought game. that Hyman and Fogle play very similar games in their puck pursuit. Those guys are like... Dogs on a bone. Dogs on I, a bone. They really are. I forget who it was who said it when we got Fogel, but they were like, you guys got Zach Hyman, and then you went out and got the next Zach Hyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember someone told us that. Yeah. yeah. Dan, best first impression? Well, I, I can't be boring, so I can't. I was going to say Hyman, but. Say Hyman. I'm going to say it was Kyle Turris, and he's not new, but he looks new because the Kyle Turris that I last saw was real bad. And I wasn't as uncomfortable with this Kyle Turris version, especially because he won the game for us. He won the game for us, but, I mean, we all sat there and were like, what the fuck when we saw him on the ice in OT, right? Yep. On OT. Well, OT. Oh, yeah. That OT I felt combination. so bad for 13. So that was Pugliarvi, Turris, and... Don't I remember. I think Barry. Yeah. That was, I mean, it was, that it was, was the was potential a for a real tire fire. That was a gamble. I mean, so, overtime was weird, though, overall. Who, 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 who would you rather like to see him with? Obviously, we can't take from the guys ahead of them. So let's go with the guys behind them. Um, personally, Vogel. I was going to say McLeod. No, here's what I don't get. Why Dave Tippett doesn't use his fucking timeouts in overtime. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's fair. I, it I makes no he sense. He hates timeouts. He did it last year, though. He did it last year. There's times I was screaming at my TV and he would come up and do it. I, so yesterday he had two chances where he could have done it and he could have gone right back to McDavid and dry saddle after a whistle. And it's like, you got the two best players in the world, my man. Use them. No one's going to be crying because they didn't get put on the ice in overtime. This isn't Pee Wee. I did, I did laugh when I saw Turris hit the ice in OT. I'm like, what am I watching right now? Kyle Turris. All right, moving on. For Buster's Pizza, this is Ask the Idiots. Question number two. Dan, I'm starting with you. Let's, we're talking record now. What would you consider a good start to the season? Say, let's say 10 games. First, first 10, 10 games. games. I have them going four and one in the first five. So I'll say yeah, Tyler's going to bring up the schedule here. I know that we got Calgary and then we play... Um, Anaheim randomly, don't we? I can bring that up for you, Dan. There you go. Help it's, you think about it. Yeah, so, Calgary, Anaheim, Arizona, Vegas, Philly, Vancouver is kind of the the first the rest of October. A lot of home games here too for this uh, first few weeks of the season. I'll say, looking at the rest of the schedule there. So yeah, I said four and one in the first five. I'll say they end up uh, six and three and one. Six, three, and one for Dan Rick. What's a good start for you in the first ten? I'd be happy with that, but I'm going to say we're going to have a little bit better there and go eight, one and one. Tyler? Mm. Nashville. Like there's not, there's not a whole, suck. like Anaheim, they yeah, got to beat Arizona. I'll say seven and three. Like Anaheim I, is one and oh right now. Yeah, and I actually think Anaheim could be a little sneaky this year. Like John Please, Gibson's man. still a damn good goalie, but Arizona sucks. Vegas is good. Philly should be good this year. Vancouver gave them a good push, but I, I like their I chances know, of taking two of those. Seattle, you should beat. Nashville, you should beat. The Rangers might be more of a coin flip, but um, either way, I, there's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of winnable games. There. I'll say seven and three. I will say a seven, two, and one. That is mine for that one. Let's say I'm going to start with Rick on this one. You're getting a new jersey today. Which player are you <sighs> taking? 
This is way too stressful because I have a reverse retro at home right now that is not a number on the back. I did notice on the, the there's a graphic they posted and they're not wearing the reverse retros once this year, which is kind of annoying. Um, after the first game, I've been known to be a guy who doesn't... I do not have a, a Connor. I do not have a Leon. Um, I find that interesting. I know, right? Because I usually go out and I've, you know, I've got a lot of the lower, uh, you know, I got the Pooley, I got the Yam, I got the, the Ethan Bear. Um, this one's going to, it's going to be Bouchard. I like that. Dan, you're getting a new jersey today. Who's on it? Well, I uh, am actually in the process of trying to select one right now. Uh, it's hard, isn't it? It is. It's really difficult. I have a McDavid, I have a Nugent Hopkins, and I have, that's it. So uh, I'm in between three names and it's Pujarvi, Hyman, or Dreisaitl. Or... All three good picks. You well, said what three. I, what I just did, actually, what I did do, I didn't mention, is when we saw it, when all that hubbub of that uh, knockoff third McFarland oh, jersey came up from game one, mm-hmm. uh, I found the website that those are made on and I purchased a really different one. Um, so... Could you send if, that to me after? If my credit score is still good <laughs> at the end of this podcast, because I sent my credit the card jer- Like the, 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 the name was the really jersey different? That, the jersey that I purchased is wild. It's it is a mashup of three different Oilers jerseys, <laughs> and I'm excited to see what what comes of it. So it's going to be a Joey Moss though. Is the what number do you put? Ninety eight. Oh, and and ninety eight was the number that disrespectful he has, to Gretzky. No, the, yes, the number that he has in the hall <laughs> of, or in the Alberta Museum is ninety eight. But I also found out if you do a little simple math, how many games are there in a season if you win all sixteen games in the playoffs? That would be ninety eight. Well, yeah, if you get sixteen wins. That's right? you would have to sweep all four series. Yeah, but that's why I'm going with 98. Uh, I see that looks like Tyler's getting a Dominic Cahoon. If I ask, or him. I'm going to get a McDavid practice jersey. I on this <laughs> website that I purchased this jersey from, Anton Forsberg jerseys were everywhere. Hell yeah! Uh, like how many how many jerseys have you seen of a guy that never probably even worn them? I love when people have worn those them. though. If you're walking around Rogers Place and you see like a Samsonov or something, like I know he played, but like a not right. that long. Is it Brian Leach? I want an 06 Radic Dvorak. Nice. A Mike I would, Richter. I would wear that. I would fuck with a Radic Dvorak jersey. For real, Tyler, if you're getting a new jersey today, you're a jersey guy too. What do you get? Yeah. Well, I would go with something that I don't have, and the only one I don't have is the newest installment of their Royal Blues. I don't have one of those. So I would get one of the like uh, throwback third jerseys they wear once in a while. They wear them this year? Yep. Yeah. They put them and on the schedule? Yeah. Whose like name's the, going on the back, Tyler? Oh, there's two weird dates for this for the jersey schedule that I saw leaked. Really? Well. Yeah, late in December, there's two different jerseys, and I'm I'm thinking that there's going to be some kind of a player jersey this year. I'm just they would have announced it, right it already. I know, but I, I'm just calling it. I think that there's a weird there was a I saw a weird graphic that was leaked out that had two days that they don't have uh, an away jersey picked for. Oh, I'm pretty sure they they put. Po- yeah, this thing right here. Alternate Navy. So that's yeah, Alternate see, Navy. At is the very bottom one. there, Tyler, what does it say? All away games. All uh, away white. All away games excluding 22 and 23. So where are they on December 22 and 23? They're in the... They're in the. Uh, no, I bet you this is LA wanting to wear their new third jerseys before Christmas. The purples? No, they have a new silver one because they're going to wear Ooh, chrome helmets the with them. one? Yeah, so I, I bet you that's that LA okay. wanting to wear those, and I bet you it's San Jose wanting to wear something white as well. So Edmonton's going to bring their darks on that California. Sport. Connor just wanted to go skins, you know. I'm just yeah. hoping for a player jersey. Yeah, we would have heard a, about it. What do you mean a player jersey? Like they had, like in MLB, they have the player week where the players get to put like, like a Jackie Robinson or something, or their handles on the jersey, and it's like oh, a unique that's, jersey. 
the players have a say in. Tyler, which name you put on it? We're moving on here for Buster's Pizza, but first we need Tyler's name on the back of his jersey. Uh, I'd get another Pugliarvi. I got a 98 Pugliarvi. I'll add a 13 to the collection. I like that. Uh, Next up, Buster's Pizza. We're working through Ask the Idiots. Tyler, Nuge and Hyman played very well together in game one. Do you think that means more Connor and Leon? I think so, but I don't want it to. I, I want them to put McDavid and Drysaddle separate. I want to see Hyman with McDavid. I want to see Drysaddle tear it up with Nuge. I get Hyman and Nuge look good together. I'm I'm fine with it sometimes, but I, I think going forward, the best chance for long-term success is to split up McDavid and Drysaddle, so I'd like to see Tippett do it. Rick? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I expect to see... I didn't expect that the ratio was going to be as close as it is, but if that second line plays as well as they do, um, I see. I think you're going to see that uh, Connor and Leon play more than we would have expected. I would have said before, you know, like 80-20. Um, if they keep playing the way they are and they keep popping goals, uh, all their all their analytics were really good off that first game. They keep playing like that. I could see this going like 60-40. What, hap- what happens in the playoffs? That's another story. But in the regular season, yeah, I could see them uh, rolling with a lot longer. Dan, Connor, and Leon? Uh, yeah, I just I still really want to see Yamamoto and Nuge and Drysaddle together more. So I'm I'm not uh, I'm not as big of a fan of it. But also, if it the works, the two best okay. players in the world. I know that's what I'm saying. If it works, all good. But I went on record to start the season saying that I thought that they were going to play more than what like 15 percent of the games together. So. I'm uh, looking like I'm going to be wrong already. See, what did I say if, like eight percent? Yeah, but if if they do, that means that second line is playing as well as it could be. Maybe or. people are starting to undersell what Nuge can do. Maybe people are underselling what Hyman can do. Um, if those guys can, that second line can play as well as they did. I'm telling you, man, that first line. All of a sudden, you have two two lines like that, and that first line is made up the way it is right now. Good luck playing against them. Like I see the logic. I get it. Like I understand why Tibbet's doing this. I. If he did it all year, I'd sit there and go, okay, like, I, I get it. I would just prefer to see the other way. I think the other way might work better in the Why, long run. Okay, what's the preference here? I, the preference is Hyman, McDavid, Pugliarvi, Nuge, Drysaddle, Yamamoto. Yeah, but why? Because I think you're harder for other teams to game plan for if you have the two, two of the top three best point producers in the NHL on separate lines. And, like, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto, I think can be good enough to be, like, another top line for you. So if other teams have to sit there with their top pairing and go, fuck, are we going our top guys against McDavid or our top guys against Drysaddle because that line's rolling? It's harder to game plan. But if that line two played as well as they did last game, because there's arguably they'd say they were the better line. Ah, I know they're not, again, they're, they're again, not the better line, while, but they had a better once game. Once in a while, they'll have good games, and that's yeah. why I understand keeping them together. But I think on a game-in, game-out basis over the long-term run of an 82-game season, you're better off with McDavid and Drysaddle separate. You can load them up once in a while. Like, their chemistry doesn't go away because you don't start yeah, the yeah, game with them, fair. right? So you come out of a penalty kill because Hyman and Nuge were killing. Bang, McDavid, Drysaddle. I love doing that shit. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think them separate more often than not is better. I would agree with Tyler. I, lo- I love watching them together. So it feels weird to say split them up because they're magic. But I just feel like it's harder. If you're like, if the first pairing gets Connor, then the second pairing gets Leon as a... A consolation prize. I just think that's a tough spot to be in, but we'll see. It's Dave Tippett's call, of course, and he started the season with those two together. I bet we're going to see a lot of it. Uh, looking at tomorrow, Battle of Alberta, first edition of this of the season, I should say. How many fights in round one of the, bout of the BOA, Dan? Zero. That's sad for HockeyFights.com. It is. I'm starting. I watched. I've, I've been burned now once already this season in three games. I was expecting a Wilson Reeves 
fight that I think <laughs> a lot of people were. But uh, yeah, for me, I, I just there's there's still a lot of uh, question marks when it comes to Calgary more than anything um, as to what they're doing with Kachuk and if he's going to be given the green light to actually fight or if he's still being muzzled by by the coaching staff there. Rick, how many fights tomorrow? I'm going to go with one. There's enough animosity there. Um, something will boil up. Uh, yeah, Kachuk, Yeah, I don't know if it's Kachuk. I don't know who it is. Um, they have that defenseman I'm not a big fan of when after Daryl beat him up a bunch of years ago in the mm-hmm. preseason. He keeps running his mouth. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind someone dealing with oh, him. Anderson. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, it's not going to be too crazy. And Dan took zero and didn't want to copy him. So, oh, there's a button. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with one. Tyler, how many fights in the Battle of Alberta? Two. I'm going to say two. We get, uh, you know, if Colton Sevier's in the lineup, maybe he's good for another tilt. And maybe Schmitty's we, a net, so there's a, yeah. obviously one guy. Um, I think we might even get one that we're not expecting. You know, you might get a Nugent oh. Hopkins Monaghan mixed in two? there. Two? 2.0? Yeah, maybe. I, I, I think tomorrow could be a spicy one. Like, the when was the last time we had a Battle of Alberta with a full crowd? Yeah, it's been a minute. And it's Saturday night. You know Saturday that we night, were there. Get a little think, greasy. So time. Like, shit's going to be flying. I'm going to say there's going to be one, and I'm going to say it's Warren Fogle gets his first NHL fight to try and ingratiate himself to the Edmonton. I like State that call. I like it. That's what I'm going to say. Warren Fogle, he hasn't gotten in a fight since March 25th of 2017, and he was playing in junior at the time, it looks like, according to, yeah, the OHL, according to hockeyfights.com. So, Warren Fogle, you're up, buddy. I believe in you, you big moose. He's a big boy. He is a big, big boy. Uh, lastly, last question for Aussie Idiots this week for BustersPizza.ca. Tyler, score prediction for the Battle of Alberta. 4-2 Oilers. 4-2 Oilers for me. Dan? 4-3 Oilers in overtime. How dare you prices right me. Rick? 6-2. Oh, I, like I love it. That'd be I a good like night. That. Okay, we are getting... Tyler, get your buttons ready. Oh, we don't have the buttons if ready. If the flames Why don't we waited the five days. We have buttons. We good. We, we can have it. the magical spirit button. No, no man, I got, I got all the classics. That's oh. why we waited this long back then. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All right, but first, before we get to the Deuce Vodka Hot and Cold Performers of the Week, I just want to say thank you to a bunch of people. Yesterday, I got called into the office. We were doing real life, but I was asked to show up early, so I showed up early. And then I was sitting in Wanye's office. We were just bullshitting, talking nonsense. When sales guy Jared says, hey, I need to talk to you. So I say, okay. So I leave the office. I turn to my right and Tyler's recording me with his cat, with his phone. Immediately red flags went up because Tyler doesn't just record people. That's not what happens here. What did you say? I, I, I watched a video and I, you kind of look at the, like, what, what are you the doing f- here? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I was like, oh, something, something's about to happen. Now. Exactly. Like I was, I walk out of the office and I look to my right and Tyler's got his camera like this with his big grin on his face. <laughs> and I'm just like, what's going on? Tyler does not film like this. I want to pull up the audio of what you said, actually. So while he's pulling up the audio, so then I walk over to the boardroom with Jared and I see a signed Nugent Hopkins jersey on the table. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. Just, I mean, Dan, we've had Nugent Hopkins jerseys in the office a million times, a few times over yep. the last handful of years. It's Humble just we break. give them away all the time. It's you know? true. They don't, they don't stay with us, Rick. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> it's just like, oh, cool. I thought we were giving away another Nugent Hopkins jersey. And then that's where I thought the story was ending. And then I look a little bit closer and there's the picture from Nugent's wedding all of them wearing the keep Nuge forever shirt. And he signed the picture for me. It says two bagged milk, keep Nuge forever. And then his signature. And then Jared says, when they gave him the picture, apparently he said, is it actually going to him? So he knows about the shtick. That's what I have. We were texting you last night. I was like, well, I guess that answers the question. I guess Nuge does know who bagged milk is. That's so cool. I guess he does. So I just want to say thank you to a bunch of people. Uh, Whiskey woman, Alan Kramer, bearded Brad, 
Jared and Sales and the Squire, they all made this happen behind the scenes. I guess it was going on for a few weeks behind the scenes before it actually happened. Uh, I just want to say thank you. It was a very large surprise. Like, Tyler, when you when did you know about it? Uh, like two minutes before we started filming. <laughs> Jared was like, hey, you want to film Bag Milk? We got a surprise. I was like, okay, sure. I'll always film Bag Milk. <laughs> so I just wanted to, again, I just want to say thank you. It was yeah. very unexpected. Um, I got a lot of nice messages. And then even in the video, I say, man, people are going to lose it on social when they see this. And I knew it was coming, but seeing it actually happen once I started posting photos was beyond what I expected. I was getting tens and dozens of DMs last night on Instagram and Twitter. I got hundreds of, of responses on Twitter and on Instagram. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that was involved and everybody that seemed more excited for me than I actually was to get this stuff. It was I, pretty hilarious. I want to play the audio now. Go for it. We'll go, we'll go to the boardroom first. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, fuck are you, are you doing? doing? Um, oh, actually, this I, I might make this a hot and cold performers button too. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Button. I was genuinely happy. I was oh, excited. See, just watching the video was cool, and seeing the jersey there is about time you got one. And then it zoomed in a little bit on the picture, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." I didn't really notice it till you like post a separate picture of the picture, yeah. And then you can see it signed. And I was like, "Okay, that's that's really rad." Pretty awesome. Who would have thought that I started a stupid hashtag? Are you going to go buy a racehorse now? I might. I you might. guys going to be like uh, friends down in the, I think it's called a paddock. Except my racehorse would probably have like three legs because I have no money and it would be all shitty and wheezy. There's a lot out there too, though. Just name yeah, him yeah. little brother. Yeah, just be like, Nooch, hey, check out other Nooch. <laughs> <laughs> this is a three-legged horse. Just like you, my friend. Hoyo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tyler, you like that one? Hey, where's the rim shot on that one? Yeah, it comes. Takes me a second. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler, you can switch over to your other button. So again, just thank you to everybody that was involved. Thank you for those of you that sent messages. Thank you for everybody that used the hashtag over the years. Pretty hilarious. And go to nationgear.ca and get your kept nude forever. Hoodies and t-shirts are up now at nationgear.ca. Deucevodka.com, though. Go there. Handsome picture of Brett Kessel right there, right up front. To the right of his picture, you'll see a find in-store button. That will tell you where to get a bottle of delicious Deuce Vodka, provided that you are of legal drinking age. While there, you will have a party. I promise. You will enjoy yourself. You will make delicious cocktails. You will feel like the best version of yourself. And I applaud you for it. Drop a deuce. DeuceVodka.com. All right. Tyler, get your buttons ready. We ah. start off with our cold performers of the week, as we do every week for Deuce Vodka. I'm going to start... Because I'm selfish. My Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week is Tyler. Ah. Because I asked him if he wanted to come for a sleepover for his birthday, and he said no. So I'm saying, Tyler, you're my cold performer of the week. Oh, that's cold. Thank you. Tyler, you're up next. Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week. Happy birthday, Tyler. Thank you. Um, my cold performer of the week is technology. Caroline Shved and I were all excited to launch our pregame show, giant pregame show brought to you by Short for the Giant, and technology failed us, and it was super glitchy. So I'm using this as an opportunity to say, damn you, technology. <laughs> And also, tune in tomorrow when we have the technology figured out for a Battle of Alberta pregame show with myself and Caroline Shved live on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. I like that. Dan, next up, Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. Well, my Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week is going to be the Oilers Power Play for only operating at 50% so far this season. <laughs> I fully expect this team to go at that 75% click rate. Uh, we have seen some record-breaking power play performances in our time. 
And I think this is the year we're going to see the greatest power play of That's all time. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. Dan, whenever the power play doesn't go 100%. That's a joke. <laughs> Do you know what I honestly thought was a joke, though? Again, I'm going to complain about the refing. How did they only get two power plays? Connor had a couple looks on his face at the end of the game, towards the end of the game when he wasn't getting the calls or we were getting calls against us where he was just, it's flashbacks oh. to the playoffs. Well, remember, technically... Vancouver took a penalty with like 0.1 seconds left in overtime, right? Yeah, well, oh, you? right. How did you and, and Excuse that me. guy who took the penalty also got to shoot in the shootout. Oh, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. So I'm looking at this right now. No, so this is the no, season no. opener. Somehow Vancouver got five power plays and we only got two. Mm, seems suspect. Hashtag game management. Most of them were when we were down, when we were up to nothing, too. Oh, weird how that works. Weird how that works. What a coincidence. Mm-hmm. We should ask Tim Peel what he thinks about that. Should get Peel on. Peeler, as I like to call him. Peelzy. Peelzy. It's Ask Peelzy. Hashtag Ask Peelzy. See, Peeler, I I, I'm with Dan. Like, Peeler's a way better one. Mm-hmm. All right. Rick, I wonder next why he didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, you're next up. Deuce Walker, Cold Form of the Week. I'm going back to what we talked about already. I've, I stand up for this organization more than a lot of people, and I think they absolutely let us down on, on opening night. I think that, that pregame pump-up, whatever the hell you want to call that, was... Was a flat tire. It was so far beyond a flat tire. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I know, people like listen to this podcast. Like I have at least one experience where someone from OEG commented to me about our pro- about this podcast without actually bringing it up. Um, so I know somebody out there listens to it, and I am literally, I'm I'm pissed, man. I spend a lot of money. We do a lot of things. You want the fans to come out and show up, and you don't do even the bare minimum. I don't expect what they did in Vegas. I get it. Whatever. But do something. Put some fucking effort into it. Put some fucking pride in your pregame. It was was abysmal. (laughs) It was was embarrassing. It was terrible. And I will still be at the next game. But no, they let us down. As a guy who stands up for them all the time, uh, I feel pissed off. And this is definitely on them. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Put some respect on my. Opinion. I'm a little bummed out. We're not going to get Wayne Gretzky in Canada too. By the way, Wayne. Is, uh, Do you think we get playoff Wayne though? Yes, because that yeah, because NBC yeah, we watched NBC. You so mean yes. at Oilers games? I want playoff Wayne at Oilers games. Oh, he's not an employee anymore. Yeah. So probably not. You might no actually. Yeah, I, but he's a super fan. Like if you're not, you're guaranteed he calls in sick for Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals because we're in it. <laughs> and he's here. I, I bet you if it's like. Edmonton, LA, round one. They have um, Gretzky covering it in the arena. He'll, be on, like he'll a, be on the concourse yeah, for sure. He'll be there. He'll but be they, there. so far, the, the highlights I've seen, like him shooting on uh, on Sir Shot. Charles, yeah. uh, it looks kind of fun. It looks like it's, it's entertaining. It looks like they know that he might not be the world's greatest entertainer, so they need to put a lot of stuff around him to help utilize him. Um, but we're not going to get – I'm not going to go flipping uh, on on – Whatever night it is, and watch, and I'm, I'm kind of bummed out about that. Yeah, but we get Kevin Bieksa. I'm, dude, I dig Bieksa, but you can. Do I two hate. I hate how much I like Kevin Bieksa on the podcast. <laughs> I love Bieksa. It drives me crazy how much I enjoy watching him. Yeah, it's Tom Brady again. I absolutely hated him playing in Boston. Now he does this shit out here in Florida. I hate well, to admit it. I don't hate it as much right now. And how about the Oilers? It looks like the Oilers or somebody within McDavid's team is producing some of those kind of uh, windy videos that I like so much from Brady. Connor. We got in a couple of non-sponsored posts from mm-hmm. Connor on his social media. He must be listening to real life because Chalmers had a big problem with that about two weeks ago. Connor yeah. McDavid, real life podcast listener confirmed. 
Probably. Perhaps. All right, flipping the ledger, Deuce Vaca, hot performers of the week. I'm going to start off again. My Deuce Vaca, hot performer of the week is Tyler. It's your birthday today, buddy, and you look very handsome. Happy 24th birthday to you. You're great. I'm excited to work with you. I'm excited to be in a podcast studio with you Aww. again, and it's lovely look at that to smile. look at you. It's lovely to be in your aura. It's lovely to be your friend. Okay. It's lovely to be your <laughs> podcast co-host. It's lovely to be your coworker. It's lovely to watch you eat Hawaiian pizza because you don't bow to pressure when it comes to pineapple on no. your pizza, and I respect that. And we have a great TikTok group chat. I respect. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Tyler, happy birthday! You're my Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week. Thank you. The big guy is smoking hot. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah, I am. Nation Dan, you're next up. Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week. Well, I want to give it to Tyler for picking that button. I love it. Uh, for me, it's going to go back again to the uh, to the crew of people and and just everybody that was participating and trying to get the Oilers to uh, to add it as the goal song. Uh, awesome to see La Bamba included in the game presentation. After every win. So for uh, my Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week, it's just everybody around the La Bamba win song uh, edition. Amazing to see it. Yeah! I should make that a button for Hot and Cold Performers. I I really like La Bamba as the win song. Yeah, it would, song. just for the record, it was never going to work as a goal song. Well, I, The win so, song, a thousand percent, but a goal song, you need something. I don't so like here's my reasoning. Song, what here's is my the reasoning. new goal song? It's called... Fluxland by XL. If you're looking it up, Fluxland by XL, Flux and it's a it is a song. I had Andrew Ference in my mentions ripping on it because he uh, remembers hearing that on the dance floor in Pittsburgh back when he played back there. So uh, it's an older song. It's it's a good song for some customer or some fan interaction. I think Tyler, you're gonna play it here. Hopefully, if we don't have Caroline Schved, Tyler. Oh no! This is a live remix. No, Nailed it. it. Love the it. live remix after a, after a goal. But it's good. It has it has some. It's similar to like crowd chant by Joe Satrini. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. This is from like Rock'em Sock'em Six. Yeah. Let's get the 2021s. So, let's get some bass in there. Let's get some energy in there. Like, can we? That can is we, really the goal song. Yeah. Wait. Can we do a segment every week? where we just get a list of who scored the goals and we'll just take turns saying their names. <laughs> Colton His first goal as an Edmonton Oiler. Number 18 on the power play, Zachary Hyman. You went Jack you Michaels a, at the end yeah, of that one, Jack you? Michael. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. You got to get a horn in there, Tyler. You got to get the horn to lay over top of it. I don't know if I have Come a on. horn on. No, no, the goal horn. No. The one from the ceiling. 15 truck horns. I can't believe this is what they picked as their goals. Now it sounds like you're at the rink. Yeah, Zach Hyman. (laughs) 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 All right. right. Rick, you're next up. Deuce Vaca, hot performer of the week. Let's just give it to the man who opened up the scoring for the Oilers in the uh, 2021-22 season. Is that where we're at right mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, we're going to give it to Jesse Pugliarvi, the, the, the man, the myth, the legend. He's fulfilling what everybody wanted him to be. And, uh, yeah, I see nothing but big things ahead of him. So, uh, yes, the Pugliarvi is my uh, hot performer. Pour it on! Bon- um, bonus cold performer. How sobering is it having to sit there and be like, in his 13th season with the Oilers, Ryan Nugent, in his eighth year, Leon Drysdale, and you're like, eight years of Drysdale? What oh. the hell? Yeah, I did dislike. Dislike that one. Finally, with the final Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week, the birthday boy. He's a special little man to all of us. He's finally getting some hair sprouting on his little chesty. I can see them poking no, out of his chest. Not che- at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's checking. They're still not there. He's checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the final hot performer of the week, Mr. Tyler Uremchuk. Patrick Laine looked like a fucking boss walking into that Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> the maternal neck and blazer. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so Laine gets it for looking fly as all hell. And also the Jackets for what they did to honor uh, Kiv Lennox. And they donated some money to a charity in Latvia, I believe, that's uh, going to help like young hockey players and all that. And they put number 80 up in the rafters. And then they beat the wheels off the Arizona Coyotes and scored eight goals, which was also pretty fitting. So the Jackets, Columbus Blue Jackets, they get, uh, they get my hot performer. Good job, Jackets. Nice. Maybe you a big Blue Jackets guy. He's always had a thing for Columbus, though. Oh, yeah. What a weird second team to cheer for. I know. I love it. Was Nash. it because of Rick Nash? Yeah. yeah. It was from I, Sergei I Fedorov. I, I was a big fan of Nasher. Yeah. He's got the jersey. I, I got a signed Rick Nash jersey. Remember I told that story about how my dad got it for me for Christmas and forgot he bought it. And <laughs> we found it when we were cleaning our basement in July. <laughs> and he was like, oh, shit. That was your Christmas present. And I was like, oh. He's like, <laughs> from yeah. last year, not this upcoming. Yeah. Like it wasn't, for your remember. birthday, I have got you something special. Really? It is a signed oh. Chris Mason jersey. I'll take Joachim Nygaard. The St. Louis Blues. I love that we have that here. <laughs> like people listening are like, Chris Mason, yeah, the old goalie. Now he works for, <laughs> as an analyst for the Preds. Yeah, we have a signed jersey biz in our yeah, office. Yeah, that's mine. You can't have it. I know. Also, Beg Milk, shout yes. out to a uh, former guest on this show, Caroline's Ved, for hosting... Yeah, I got, to see, uh, I got to see Caroline Schved last night hosting with Gary V at the Expo Center. She did a great job. She's a pro. Yep. Surprised that she's our coworker because she's much better at us at her job than we are at our job. Right? Right. Speaking of she's Caroline, better than our job, watch her and Tyler tomorrow, which is Saturday, in the morning, 1 o'clock? Yeah, 1 o'clock. One o'clock Mountain Time That's for the, the Giant. Morning. I do like how you call that the morning. I dig your. I dig your hours. Got respect. My hours are yeah. My hours are probably more like Rick's. Well, actually, no. Rick's a freak with his hours because he can be up <laughs> super late and then at the oh, gym at early. seven. Rick's yeah. a freak. I don't sleep very much on the weekends. Mm. Sleeping, you're dead. Mm. Yeah. All right. For our friends at DoorDash, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Vodka, Buster's Pizza, and Oodle Noodle. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to Others Nation Radio episode one sixty two. If you have feedback, leave us a review. If you want to take shots at our picks for tomorrow's game, all of us are saying wins. Hit us up, ON Radio Podcast. If you want to score, listen to this song. What is it called again? DMCA. Fluxland. Uh, Fluxland by XL. I like this. I like it a lot. Zach Hyman with his first as an Edmonton winner. I was going to play you out with this. Oh, okay. Jesse Pugliarvi with the first goal of the season. The Oilers goal. And the beer is Yorks. being delivered. Beer's here, right. Beer's here. Oh, beer's here. Oh, there is beer here. All right, we got to go. Again, for DoorDash, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Vodka, Oodle Noodle, and Buster's Pizza, this is Oilers Nation Radio, episode 162. Let us know how we sounded. This is the first episode back in the studio yeah. in a year and a half, more than a year and a half. Let us know what you think. Hit us up. That's it. Enjoy the game tomorrow. What do we got tomorrow? We've got the giant pregame show. Wrap we've, it up. We've got risky business. Yep. Why, you're running out of song? I got to piss. Yep. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for him to run out of song. We got Risky Business, GDB, Game Notes, everything you need. Maybe even Tyler will make an appearance on the Bcast after the game. That's I it. will be oh, not sober. Donate to the Edmonton Food Bank. We're at $485 already. The goal is 2000 bucks. That's it. Episode 162 is over. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shout that's, out, Jared. That's not a prerequisite to get on the Bcast. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.